This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstiles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First Row Collectibles, if you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got a ton of stuff from comic books, old wrestling memorabilia, all the major sporting leagues you could think of. They got signed everything. Whatever you want, they got it. Best thing is they ship worldwide. Even better. They update daily, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. If you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Shadow of the Colossus, Mega Man 3, Kingdom Hearts 2, and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format. So check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down onto today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. Takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts, travel mugs, anything you need or want, it is there. But the easiest thing, the freest thing, the best thing to do to support the show each and every week is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week, I'm joined by two returning guests. First up, you've seen him on EP Daily and Reviews on the Run, talking and reviewing about all your favorite video games, Jose Fubar Sanchez. Let's go! I'm back, baby! They tried to keep me down, I said, no! I'm alive! <laughs> I would hope so. I don't think I could bring back the dead. I'm not that powerful. I'm not Paul Bear. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Could be. Could be. I don't know. I've never seen you two together. Just saying. Okay, good point, good point. But second up, we are also joined by the owner and editor-in-chief of Legacy Comics and the author of the Minds Behind the Games book series, voiceover actor, Patrick Hickey Jr. Oh yeah, can you dig it? Happy to be back, guys. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, lots of crazy stuff. I'm still recovering from that Jets game yesterday. So, uh, yeah, man. Whew. Okay. I walked a lot farther than uh, Aaron Rodgers did yesterday, today. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm exhausted. I love it. Okay, this is he, awesome, he too. crashing down, and it hurt inside. Because before we get into wrestling, before we can get into video games, because I'm sure that's going to be the majority of the podcast, let's touch on some football, because it just started. I'm an Eagles fan. Jose's a 49ers fan. Pat's a Jets fan. All over the board here. We could talk yes. shit. We could agree. Jets everywhere, guys. What a great week. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Right? Got winners all the way around. And I think it will be the 49ers and Eagles coming out of the NFC. Yes. And what do you think about the AFC? Since you're over there by your lonesome, Pat. Who do you think is coming out of there? We'll put it this way. I was super excited about 26 hours ago. <laughs> and then I put my son to bed. And it was like 8.17. And I saw an instant replay and went, Wait, what, ju- what? 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 What just happened? Like, I missed all four 
Aaron Rodgers plays live. And I saw Zach Wilson, who gives me diarrhea every time I watch him play. Um, I have uncontrollable diarrhea when I watch him play quarterback because, I mean, last, last year they should have made the playoffs. And they had no weapons offensively, and they should have made the playoffs. Sure. And now this year, they have plenty of weapons, and they're probably still not going to make the playoffs because the wow. defense cannot be this good and this healthy the entire season. But um, last night was just kind of like, we ain't going to give up because that place got completely deflated. And it was just like, the stars aligned because they had all the people that were in attendance. Neil O'Donnell was was in attendance. Vinny Testaverde yes. was in, in attendance. Boomer Esaias. And so it was like the ghosts of Christmas past all like gang banged. Aaron Rodgers. Is <laughs> That's Achilles exactly tendon. what happened. That's exactly what happened. And um, oh my God. I'm just like, what? And then thank, thankfully, like Brees Hole to me, like I was so excited last year when he started playing well, because I was like, we need a running game. And then when they got Cook, I'm like, okay. You know, so yeah. like... Good pickups. Could, could they be better than last year? Yes, but are they going to be good enough to make the playoffs without Rodgers? No. Are, are, could they make a trade or something and get... Because this is the thing. I don't they know. Only need a, they only need a quarterback that can throw for like 3,500 yards. Like yeah. an average NFL quarterback. They could get one, but for some reason, Salah is like, you know, oh... No, this he, Zach. This is our guy, and I'm just like, why? Like, let him go back and keep hooking up with his mother's best friend. Like, why? Like, why is this man a starting quarterback in the NFL? Like, I don't understand. But anyway, yeah, no, nah, the, the, the Jets aren't going anywhere. I hate to say it. Forty years a Jets fan, and yeah, they're not going. I've, I, I mean, I, I feel like Zach. You know, if he just plays smart football, doesn't make stupid mistakes, the defense solid, solid yeah. shut, oh, yeah. shutting down of the the red hot offense of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we'll, put it, we'll put it this way: like Sanchez, right. the Mark Sanchez, Parcells was extremely oh. protective of Sanchez, and they were able to like get some success out of him. Sanchez was a better quarterback than Wilson is, so yeah, they're, they're scared to throw 15 yards downfield with this kid. You know, it's scary. It's scary, especially when you have Wilson. This guy's awesome. You know, and now they have Lazard, they have Cobb, they have and they have a good tight end they can catch, and they're completely. He's awful. He is awful. But, I mean, you look at, like, Brock Purdy. He doesn't make many deep throws down, but he's receivers. Yak boys. Five-year mm-hmm. standing. Best yards after. Recept- like, oof. That's all you need. All you, do- all you gotta do is hit your fast receivers. I feel like so, they can make a play. They can make the a Jets play. The Jets don't even try play action. Like, they, they throw these crappy <laughs> three-yard screen passes at third and 12. Like, oh, my gosh. They're, they're just no, not is. fun it's, to watch. It's, uh, it's, it's that field. Choked. You know, like, that field took out a lot of good 49er players when we had to play the Jets and Giants back-to-back weeks. We mm-hmm. lost quarterback. We lost, like, nine players. I'm like, oh, thank yep. God we played the Giants' first home game in <laughs> Santa Clara. Did you guys see the news that uh, Colin Kaepernick's agent called oh, the Jets? The Jets? Yeah. That's like your third – that's like your wife and you getting in a fight and her boyfriend from the third grade calling and being like, yo, what's up, baby? Remember the blocks back in the day? Jesus. Remember when we used to play with the blocks together? Like, give me another chance. I got you. I still you know? know the ABCs, you know? Still got them. I can count to seven. I can oh. count to seven. So is it fair to say that you guys think that it will be KC and or Cincinnati coming out of that side? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would hope so. After At this the, point, just, obviously. Just because both of those two teams – I mean, like – Bills, Bengals, and the Chiefs losses to start the season. It's, I, I think that's all that lit a fire, a humbling fire under that, those teams. At least I would hope so. Because everybody's like, oh, these teams are going to, they might not even lose. They might not ever lose. These teams are so good. They're so stacked. And they just come out the Chiefs. Love that. Receivers can't make any, like you talk about Wilson not throw. How about Patrick Mahomes receivers not being able to catch footballs? It was embarrassing. Did you see the memes? Like the bull, yeah, like hands. going in the guy's helmet from like un- unnecessary roughness and stuff <laughs> like that. Terrible. Oh my god. The thing is though, too, if you're going to lose to the Browns, the excuse of the weather is the perfect excuse. You know, it's just like, oh well, it was raining. <laughs> you know, it's like we're not used to this weather. Yeah. Not in Cleveland or Cincinnati or Ohio. Battle yeah. of Ohio lost. Go brownies. Oh my god. Go brownies. <laughs> Well, Pat, last time you were on, you just kicked off with Legacy Comics. It's been a, probably a, more or less a year or so now that you're into it. If, if you, 
Yeah, like if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, how's it been? How's been this journey? How many series now is under your belt? I know you have a wrestling theme comic book series in there too. So, lay it all on us, please, my friend. Yeah. yeah so our Kickstarter was three hundred percent funded. Oh shit. Um, we um yeah um thank you um the Bram Stoker estate reached out to us and we did a Bram Stoker's Dracula what? um inspired prequel comic um that we used 20 uh, 200 year old unpublished notes from Bram Stoker to write which came out really great I was super proud of that um we did a wrestling book with this uh, wrestling documentary that came out we've got a couple of other film projects that we're doing licensing so deals cool. with but um all of our series that got launched out of the Kickstarter have done really well. Um, the, the second issue of The Job um, is at the printer right now. So if you guys don't know what The Job is, it's our wrestling um, comic. It's about Dan Dero. This is Dan Dero right here. Um, and he is the world's worst professional wrestler. He's a jobber. Um, loses every match. Um, but he's got, um, he's got a hot wife. And, um, of course. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and then she's his valet, and everyone's like, yo, man, like, you got a hot wife. You got, like, he looks like a million bucks. And sure. they're just like, but you're losing every match. Like, we don't understand. Like, how do you have the money for this gear? How do you have the money for, like, your wife? What does your wife see in you? And the answer is simple him and his wife during the day rob banks, and at night they wrestle. So it's kind there of like go. this, this, like, dog day afternoon point break. Um, like heat meets like Mike and Molly and like um, King of Queens kind of thing going on. So it's Love like, it. so it's it's funny. Um, there's lots of like inside like wrestling things. Like um, Dan, when Dan robs banks, he wears different lucha masks, um, so he can't be recognized by the authorities. Um, and he likes to finish off security guards with um, wrestling moves, preferably of course the um, the super kick. Um, <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, we just finished the second issue. Awesome. It's at the printer right now. It's available digitally right now on our site. Um, that's got, that's gotten us a ton of positive feedback. Um, we also, for Halloween, um, we have four horror comics. Um, what? one is, one is, uh, called the cannibal and the causeway. And it's about, um, this infamous, um, case of this man just stripped off all of his clothes in Florida in like 2011 and just okay. walked down the highway and bit this homeless man's face off. Bath um, Yeah. But it wasn't. That's the thing. Everyone thought it was bath souls, but then when so like the autopsy stuff came back, um, the guy wasn't on anything. You know? So, um, and it's crazy. Yeah. shut that dream down. Uh -huh. I was like, I was like one of the highlights of bath salts. Yeah, man. I was working at NBC tonight. at the time. And I had right. an editor from NBC Miami call me up and go, oh, we have this closed circuit um, security footage um, of this thing that just happened. Oh, Should we shoot. run it? And they're showing me this like 300 pound naked man on top of this homeless man biting his face off. And I'm like, yes, run, run it right now. You know, and I, I like I mean, if you ever watched like Dr. Pimple Popper before and you're just like you just like watching like crazy oh, shit. God. Like I watched that video like eight times because I was just like, this is insane. Like, this is insane. So um, we have a comic based off of that. Um, we have another comic called Door Slash, which is about a, a DoorDash serial killer. It's He's a serial killer that, like, you know, works for DoorDash, and, and he kills people. Um, so we got a lot of cool stuff coming for Halloween. Um, our main series, Conjury, which is about a New York City homeless man trying to find out who killed his father. Very Daredevil, Frank Miller, noir style. That's... Uh, the fifth issue of that series just came out. So um, we're nice. doing really good. So we have 27 published books now. Oh, wow. um, so like in a year and a half. Yeah. Um, we're killing it. We're doing really good. Um, we've got a whole slate for winter already getting underway and spring for next year. So we're like a year ahead. It's been, it's been super, super fun. We have another wrestling comic too, that is being released in October called the bad guy. Um, yes. This one and it's seen. super, it's super fun. Cause it's like, um, We'll put it this way. It's kind of like a heartwarming wrestling tale. Oh, okay. It's it's like in That's this different. manga style. It's super different. Um, this this former NBC um, alum um, pitched it to me, and he's worked on Survivor, and he's got like this really good oh, background sure, nice. in entertainment and stuff. And he pitched cool. me the story, and um, it's basically this heel that um, is despised by the fans, and he's in this super important match, and. As this match is going on and he's just getting his ass kicked, um, you start to see like what's going on in his personal life, 
And it's like he's going through something incredibly rough emotionally. And it's just to see the duality going back and forth. It shows that like behind the curtains kind of stuff for wrestling. And it's so much fun. Like I I literally got teary at the end of this. So like when he showed me the script, I'm like, yeah, we have to publish this. So um, so we got four horror comics, the job Two, and the bad guy all coming out like in October. Like I'm super excited for what's coming up. So between that and WrestleQuest, it's been a crazy past like you know, three months. Right. I don't even know how you're doing it. And Jose, I know you're into comic books yourself. So out of all the comic books out there, what are some of your faves or the ones that you grew up on to get yourself into comic books? Oh man. Like, um, I was just, I got into it like early nineties. Oh, that's the perfect time. I was like, the, I mean, like when the, it was, you know what it was, the the catalyst to it is like I had started collecting baseball cards in like the late 80s. See, that was me too. Like, well, I did hockey you know, cards because I'm Canadian. And then, so. and then the, they dropped those Marvel comic cards and I was oh, like, oh, yeah. it's on. What? And like that sort of fueled my, like my dad I had got a bunch ton of comics of that he, he handed down to me. Oh, look at that. Nice. Look at the Don. Look at the Don. There nice. he is. Um, but no, like, uh. Yeah, that was like, that like fueled my interest in the like to dive deeper and to start collecting comics. Like I'm a big Superman guy. You can I don't know, the, the Superman's behind me, but like, um, like I love me some Superman, Spider Man, um, just like all the mainstay heroes. But then there was like random characters like Sleepwalker, Lobo, like just so much like oh, there these, nice. these like cool like dark Spawn. Like it was right when Spawn came out too. So I was like, I have the ah. first like 25 issues of Spawn like at my mom's house, just in a in a can comic box just waiting uh i love that shit man i used to like oh like every you know i was like oh what, what books are coming as and then like superman had, it was like right around the time superman was dying so it was like yeah no you killed my favorite character the whole world it's never gonna happen yeah wow. but how crazy like look thinking back now because obviously we were kids during that time so it's perfect that we get to talk about it no internet no nothing just word of mouth that this yeah. that Superman died and everyone literally around the world knew he died. Like this iconic character. Was, like I mean, like you can't pull that was, off nowadays. Yeah, I mean, because everything would be so spoiled. But it was just like the funeral for a friend lineup, comic books, and then like the return. You're like, oh my god, there's four different Superman. Right, now. that was pretty intriguing well, I gotta too. Collect, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta stick. I gotta D- DC had to do it though because um, Image Comics um, when they launched in '92, they they became the clear number two. And DC, DC was in deep trouble, and that um, that whole Superman dying catapulted them. They they got such media coverage from Superman dying. So then, like right after he dies, like a year later, they do the whole return of the Superman. And the thing is, like we we all bought those, but yeah. it wasn't it like it wasn't nearly as big as the death. So like yeah. yeah. Tons of comic book companies, uh, t- comic book stores went out of business because they couldn't sell those return of the Superman. So like I got two of them the other day at like a dollar store. Shut up. I got like, yeah, I got the, the green one cover. and the black one. Yeah. With the, yeah. The, yeah. That's because, crazy. Like stores were just sitting on them. So the thing is, and those comics crazy. still sold like 400, 500,000 copies, which is sure. amazing, but they printed yeah. like too many. Two million like of them. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but like what a time, like what, and I, so much I, was, fun. I was all on the image, like the hype train. I was like, yeah, wow, young blood, savage young, dragon, oh, spawn. Dude, oh, so good. So good. Like such a create, like it's just a unique lineup. It wasn't just like cookie cutter superheroes. Yeah. Loved it. No, it was oh, good times. So good. It was and then like, and then DC, when DC reset with yeah. a new 52, I bought yeah. the first four issues, four or five issues of every, just in case. Oh, really? So I was like, I don't oh, want to yeah. miss out. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to miss spec. So, mm-hmm. so, so never open, never touch them. Never yep, no, they came yeah. in the box and just poof, straight into the closet. Like, okay, mm-hmm. just don't get bent. Stay safe yep. somewhere. Or just the, do it. the off chance, like this comic book only lasted three issues. Good, mm-hmm. got them all. Got them all. See, you know what's funny? I fell off of comics because, like I said, in the early nineties, I got into it too, like just like you, Jose, and everything. And then, like after Superman died, and towards like the early two thousands, mid two thousands, that's it. The only comic books I was through video games, if it was like a Spider-Man game or something that came out, or the movies at the time, which were the, the shitty Sony ones, and like th- that's pretty much it. That's my only consumption until now. Like now, I don't think I'll ever go back and start collecting comic books. It's just too much. It's it, it's overwhelming, really man. Good stuff out now. I know, but oh. shit, it's just too much. Where do I start? Like that's the fucking problem. That's the thing. I would like, start now. If I had we're to pick one adults? series now. If I had to pick one series now, I okay. would pick Local Man. Have you guys ever heard of Local Man? No. So imagine 
if you will, if Gambit, okay, oh, you got me um, already. S- slept if Gambit slept with Jean Grey, okay, and Cyclops, Cyclops like blew up his spot, told the entire world, kicked him out of the X Men, and told him you can't be Gambit because we have the copyright to your name. You can't use your powers. You can't use your name. You can't use oh, so anything. He's in Vince and, McMahon. Okay. And then kicks Gambit, and then kicks Gambit back to his hometown, where he has to live with his parents. And then he's stuck in his hometown, and there's a serial killer on the loose. Okay. So that's basically local man. It's from Image, so it's like it's echoes of like the character will remind you of Gambit, sure. you know, like da 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 da. But it's so much fun. Between that and World Tree, World Tree is really good too. James Tinney in the Fourth is probably like the best comic book writer out today. Um, anything that he's doing right now is worth checking out. But there's a lot of good stuff out right now. I love like little conversations like this because it like oh, I miss going to because we used to go to Comic Con covering it for EP like all the time. Right. I used to like find so oh we're going to IDW let's talk. They got a Power Rangers book, fucking sign me up. They got Big Trouble in Little China, fucking got all those. <laughs> the greatest oh, yeah. movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, but I love I love the, the little niche books. Like there's a couple of guys uh, out in Toronto. They did a like a Houdini comic book. Years ago, and I was like, "What is like Houdini, magic, murder, mystery in it? Let's go!" Yeah, and those are the same guys that did uh, Killing Shakespeare and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I've interviewed him. Before, uh, the oh, wow. the redhead, the the writer in it. He's super. He's super talented. Yeah, yeah. He, he does a good walking. <laughs> he does a good walking. If you ever talk to him again. <laughs> well, speaking of super talented, Pat, again, also an author, not only the head of Legacy. Like I mentioned before, you dropped a whole bunch of series, a line of series. You started with one and then it multiplied into so many. I don't even know what the count is. That what are you, 10, 11 or something? Seven. Yeah, the seventh okay, book in enough. the series came out in um, April, the Minds Mind PlayStation 2 games. And I interviewed about 65 PlayStation 2 That's developers crazy. ranging from like Shadow of the Colossus. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, Mark of Cree, um, Max Payne, Red Dead Revolver, like so many... Just sitting down with these developers, having them tell me the behind-the-scenes stories of the development cycles. So, so much fun. Tons of crazy, tons of crazy moments. NH, like the NHL games, the Madden games, Def Jam, Vendetta. Oh. Um, like, there's so many. Uh, FIFA Street, like, N- NBA Street Volume 2. Like, Shit. I got to sit with, like, PS2 royalty. Uh, play, uh, Twisted Metal Black. Um, so many great ones. And um, that was the latest book that came out in the series. But as of right now, it's the minds behind the games. The Minds Mind Adventure Games, the Minds Mind Sports Games, the Minds Mind Shooter Games, the Minds Mind Sega Genesis Games, the Minds Mind PlayStation Games, and the Minds Mind PlayStation Two Games. So seven books in the series. All every book has at least thirty books, uh, thirty games covered. Each game is a chapter. It's just so much fun. You just find out all the behind the scenes stories of like all the games you grew up from from Madden to you know so much good stuff sonic like i got i've got japanese developers in there i've got like all american developers and it's all real reporting done by me it's not like i mean i've seen video game books out there where it's just like a coffee table book with like a ton of pictures or um i've seen video game books where it's all q and a's it's like a big like yellow pages book of just q and a's or they're collected interviews that other people have done everything in that book has been I've done all the reporting. I've flown places. I've I've sat in you know hotel lobbies waiting for people. I've done interviews in my kitchen at five o'clock in the morning on <laughs> Skype. I've, I mean, I, I wrote the, the Parasite Eve. I wrote the Parasite Eve chapter of the Minds Mind PlayStation games in the hospital while my wife was giving birth to my son. Like I'm sitting in like the what waiting on my phone writing the Parasite Eve chapter. So, like uh, I love those books. Those books have been so much fun to do. Okay, so. now I got two questions about them. Which one's been your favorite to write, and which one's been the most received by the fans? It's it's insane. So like people ask me all the time, they're like, "Oh, when's the next one?" And I'm just like, every day, I somebody buys like the first one, and they're like, "Is there another one?" And I'm like, "There's six more." So the thing <laughs> is, like, I wrote seven books in like five years, and like Again, I mean, these are like all these are all beefy, two hundred and twenty-five, two hundred fifty-page books. So it's like. I'm not really in a rush to write another one right now because it's like people are still playing catch up. So the first one is still the best selling one, but the one okay. for me that was the most fun was the the PlayStation book because um I mean I got to interview like the the localization team and the QA team for the North American localization and and testing team for Final Fantasy 7. And um that's like 
that and then I interviewed the lead programmer of the original Grand Theft Auto. Like, so many killer moments, but, like, there's one story where the lead tester for Final Fantasy VII tells me there's, like, 50 guys in a room all playing Final Fantasy VII at the same speed. Jesus. Looking for bugs, trying to work on the dialogue to make sure the dialogue is, like, where it needs to be. There's no typos, this and that. And then, like, one guy playing is like, oh, shit. And the the lead tester is like, what's going on? And he's just like, everybody stop. Everybody stop. And then another guy is like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. They all encountered Aeris dying for the first time. So it was just like this big domino effect where, like, you have grown men crying because Sephiroth has killed Aeris. So, like, this guy told me that story, and I remember him telling me the story, and I'm just like, did wow. you, have you ever told anybody this story? And he's like, no, and I'm just like, nice. like Those yes, are the best. going in the book. I, you yeah, know, I'll tell them for you. <laughs> I will tell them for you. I felt like Let Mac me tell your tale, yeah. <laughs> like, tell spread it tale. to the people, spread it across the country. You know, like, that's what I felt like. That's so rad. that was, like, just that's a cool. killer, a killer moment. That, and then just, like, the original Grand Theft Auto, how, like, it almost wasn't even released, you know, on PlayStation. And there was, like, a, a bug, like, right at the end of the development cycle, and they ended up having to go through, like, every line of code. And it was just, like, this silly little stupid mistake that was causing the game to crash, and by luck, they found it, and they were able to get the game out on PlayStation Can 1. Can you imagine? We know what happened, it turned out. Can you imagine yeah. if it never came out? All right. Fuck. I can't imagine life without Grand Theft Auto. No, like, me neither. Or all the, even the rip-offs, because now I'm actually playing, because it just dropped on PS Plus, the, the Saints Row. So I'm like, ah, it's for free. Might as well try it. The first Saints Row was so good. But yeah. this one is the remake, and it got such bad reviews, and I'm like, this game, I know it's, it seems outdated, like the graphics are a bit older, and you know the gameplay's a bit stale, but it's still solid, and it's still fun as fuck. And I'm like, that's all I care about in video over, games. Like, I'm, I'm there, you know? It's so cool. Yeah, how that, about the how, Jose? Would you ever write a book? And if you would, what video game would you choose to write it about? Oh man, um, it would probably be like No Mercy. Just like I'd, I'd love to. I mean, because I've done some really? interviews with like the Ukes and the Aki. So guys. it's okay. funny because in my sports book, I interviewed the um, producer, the North American producer of Revenge, No Mercy, um, WCW vs. the World, and he tells the, the entire classics. story. He was the guy. He was playing virtual pro wrestling on PlayStation and was like, this game is awesome. Um, And he called up WCW and was like, you guys don't have a game on PlayStation. Why don't we just reskin this Japanese game and put the American characters in? And they spoke to Aki and Aki was down. And then Aki, uh, WCW vs. the World sold over a million copies on the PlayStation. That's crazy. I got one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yep, and Aki was like, listen, um, we want to make more games, but we never want to develop on the PlayStation, like, ever again. And then then you have WCW versus NWO World Tour, and then they were just... A lot of people don't know, but WCW NWO Revenge is the best-selling wrestling game on the Nintendo 64. More than No Mercy, more than WrestleMania 2000. So, but, like, um, that guy, Sanders Keel, the producer on that game... Like, the stories, man, holy, like, imagine. Like, people still play those games to this day. You know, yeah, Right? Day. That's I the thing. Right there. Right there I play it. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, right over there. Those next games. To my sealed, my, next to my sealed copy of Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. Those games. Okay, how about this, gentlemen? Without the Ukes games or WWE games, what are some of your favorite wrestling games over the years? I'll let Jose go first because I'm talking too much. Underrated game, uh, Muscle. What like is the little Muscle? What ultimate is Muscle? muscle dude. Don't yeah. know this. Ultimate Muscle. Ultimate Muscle. Like the original Muscle was like okay, like the Kaniku Man and like the, all the stuff. But like Ultimate Muscle came out and it was like so crazy, over the top, wild. Same, and it was just same like developer as No Mercy. A lot of people don't know it? that. Oh, and same developer as uh, Def Jam Vendetta. And I was gonna say so, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, underrated. Like, it was like I feel like a lot of people slept on it just because you're just like, okay, cool. What what crazy wildness is this going to be? And they were like, well, shit, you missed out on some crazy wildness because that shit was amazing. Well, that was the thing so, back then too. If you didn't have like a solid IP behind it, people didn't take it seriously, right? So yeah. it's not like nowadays where Absolutely. people want like that underground shit, like a cult following type of sort of thing. Whereas back then, yeah. it's like, no, I want to be popular with all the kids what they're doing. So I'm going to play WCW and WWE games, and that's that, right? Yeah. 
if you get a chance, you come across an ultimate muzzle that you can still play it. Play it. Okay, that one I I, I was one of those that did not play any. Yeah, mine would be like the death. It's dev, great the on GameCube. I have it right over there. Really? Man. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, where's my GameCube's list? It's over there. Super Fire Pro Wrestling X. I'm going to go with. Um, Ooh, if you guys have course. ever played it before. Yeah. Uh, the whole Suicide Storyline. I mean, the Suda Fifty One. I mean, that stuff is just. I have it sitting right there in box. Like that's like a classic. Nice. Um. Those fire pro wrestling games are just like it's just like dating a crazy chick. It's like you're, gonna, <laughs> you're just in for so misery. like they're normal. They're just normal games. <laughs> but when things are good, when things are good, they're perfect. But you know, it's like fire pro wrestling is like the dark souls of wrestling games. You're going to get pinned a ton of times. Like the timing is so rough. Especially but like at the beginning. It, you know how many times I wanted to quit. When every rendition, new rendition would come out, and I haven't played it in years, and I'm like, "Fuck, that's right, this time." And then you get it, and you're like, "Oh, that's right. This is why I fell in love with you. It's so true." Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So yeah, that's that's my that's one of my favorite ones. I have it on Turbo Graphics 16. I love the Fire Pro Wrestling series. How far how far back does it go back? When was the first one dropped? For what for what it, system? For the for the it's so funny because I did a panel at PAX East like okay. two years ago on the history of pro wrestling games. And um, right after the panel was over, I'm like, I need to buy something to like commemorate like my first panel at PAX East. And this guy was selling TurboGrafx-16 games, and he had a loose copy of Fire Pro Wrestling Pro. Uh, it was like a pro combination tag, and that's the first ever Fire Pro. And I was like, um, it said like twenty bucks. I'm like, you want twenty dollars for that? And he was just like, if you buy something that's twenty bucks, I'll give it to you for free. What? And I went. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good so deal. I ended up buying my my daughter like a a Barbie Princess Leia for like twenty five bucks, and he gave me the first ever Fire Pro Wrestling on Turbo Graphics sixteen for free. And I was just like, thank you. I went back to the Mega Cat booth, and uh, I was like, guys, look what I got. And they're like, oh my god. And I was like, I got it for free. And they're like, no way. And so that's how far back it goes. Yeah. See, I wish I kept all my original games and stuff, but unfortunately, because my family moved around a lot, I lost a lot of my original systems and stuff. I do have like the the, the minis and stuff now that they drop, just so I have a little bit of nostalgic to it. And I've started mm-hmm. keeping the like the PlayStation, so I've started like I think I have three, four, and then five, obviously, and then like Switch, Wii, whatever, right? So you guys collect and have a ton of old games. If you guys could only save one in a fucking fire, which one would you guys pick each? My Steam Deck, because <laughs> I got all that shit off. Okay, that doesn't count. No, I'm saying a physical <laughs> copy of a video game. Uh, oh, just one game? I can yes. Only one game? Yes. Oh, shit. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, what game has infinite replayability? That's the thing, Spel- right? Spelunky. <laughs> Spelunky. Always changing. God, that'd be great. A wrestling game with an infinite storyline. Needs to exist. Yeah, I don't know. Probably like, probably something like Tetris. Something I could just lose tons of hours in at all times. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, I don't have to play favorites. That soundtrack, Fire. I know, it's so true. I don't want to get, want to get this video stricken down. <laughs> How about you, Pat? Which one's yours? Um, if I had to pick three, like I'll pick three. Um, like Pokemon Red. Just because you could start that game over and over and over and just keep playing it as many different ways as possible. I mean, I've beaten that game with like a team of Magikarps, you know, like yeah, oh, man, that. like that's what you do, you know. Um, a or um, Fallout Three is another one. Nice shout out! One of my favorite games of all time. Times. I Same love here. it. Um, did you blow up? Okay, I, before you move on, did you blow up Mega No, Thunder I didn't blow up okay. Mega Nope. No, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I did. I did. Wow, bastard. Want one? Yeah, murder. Didn't know, didn't know we were sharing the podcast with a murderer. <laughs> hey, back in the day when I was in my twenties, I was always the bad character, and I would do everything evil in every game. I, now that I'm older, I sort of swarm towards the like See, lighter that, side. Because doing everything bad is so easy. It's the nice choices that are the difficult decisions. No, to make. well, especially back then, it was cool to be bad, right? And you wanted to be bad, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I am from Toronto, yeah, so maybe that's what and it is. Probably no mercy. Nice. No mercy with a working battery. A lot of people don't know, but like the first, um, like seventy-five thousand copies of No Mercy that were shipped out to like the public right, right. did not have a battery, so the games did not save. 
So that would suck. A lot of. So I remember I had a copy and it just never saved. So then I ended up going to my buddy who owned a video game store. And I'm like, I know I can replace my battery on like Pokemon. So if you guys open up this copy of No Mercy, can you put a battery in? And he's like, Yeah, actually, we could do that. So they open it up and and they show me like the guts of the Nintendo 64 game, and they're like, Um. There's no battery in here, and we can't put a battery in here. And I'm just like, what? And then I do a couple of little Google searches, and it's just like, yep, mm-hmm. And that affected sales big time because a lot of people got the game, and then they just returned it. They never asked for another copy, and even though THQ replaced all of those games with working copies, people didn't buy. So that game did not sell Crazy. nearly as well as it should have, considering the fact that it's probably the best wrestling game on the Nintendo 64. Crazy. Crazy. Look at that. I'm just waiting for the NBC logo to come up. The more you know. <laughs> well, speaking of video games and wrestling, obviously, Pat, again, WrestleQuest did a ton of voice acting on that. This game's mm-hmm. out, great reviews on it, people are loving it. For those who don't know, what is WrestleQuest and how did you get involved with this? So, WrestleQuest is a turn based RPG uh, over 30 plus hours of RPG goodness. Um, over 30 licensed pro wrestlers from Diamond Dallas Page, Jeff Jarrett, The Legion of Doom, um, Jake the Snake Roberts, Coco Beware, Andre the Giant. Like, um, it's like, yeah, man. It's like if Paper Mario, Dragon Warrior, and Pokemon made love with pro wrestling, um, that's basically what you would get. Um, Wait, who in pro wrestling do they make love with? That's true. Mm, Luna Vachon is in the game. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah. yeah, I actually, I'm pretty sure I'm like 99.9% sure that I'm the voice of Luna Vachon in the game. Cause I told him that like, and I did it, you know, um, that's hilarious. But, um, so I, I, I know for a fact that I am at least the voice of, uh, 16 playable characters in the game. Um, that's not awesome. counting, not counting NPCs and stuff like that. We're still trying to figure that stuff out. Um, because actually, it was funny, because after the game came out, it's, it's funny, because like in the mornings, um, I go for my nice little walk and get my Dunkin' Donuts and stuff, and I'm just like, what's the what's what's like the Guinness World Record for most voices by a single person in a game? And it's like 32. Oh, shit. It, it's a dog's life on PS2, which is like this three-hour little game, and most of the voices are, is the guy like barking as different dogs, and somehow that counts as a different voice. So, um... Okay, Once cheating, we tabulate man. like all of the voices that I do, we're totally gonna like you know talk to Guinness and be like, "What's yeah. going on here?" So at least sneak but, a um, few more grunts in there. Random <laughs> seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am uh, I'm the voice of the main character in the game, Randy Muchacho Man Santos, who Love is uh, a protege of Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm the voice of Macho Man Randy Savage in the game as well. Uh, I'm the voice of Brink Logan, who's another um, one of the main. Ca- the, he's one of the two main characters in the game. Um, he's, uh, he's a hitman of sorts, um, wink, wink. Um, and uh, it's just a really fun story of like Brink is all about, like he comes from a family that's involved in wrestling and, um, this like dynasty of sorts. And he's trying to like find his way in pro wrestling. And then muchacho man, Randy Santos is 1000% invested in kayfabe to the point where like he actually thinks that pro wrestling is real and they just go on this like earthbound type quest separately and then they're cross event they they eventually cross paths and the game is so much fun it takes place in this toy box world so there's tons of like 80s and 90s pop culture references um it really plays like a super nintendo era ps1 era turn-based rpg so it's just like i've seen a bunch of the critics like oh there was this one critic uh, jose you'll appreciate this um he was basically like, because um, you're a critic, so you get it. Um, he's like, oh, this game is nothing like the wrestling games that I grew up with, uh, you know, SmackDown versus Raw 2007. And I'm just like, you're five. Yeah. You're five. <laughs> this critic is five years old. What's, you know, what so, um, the fuck? Me back to my childhood of games like Smackdown, <laughs> WWE 2K12. What? <laughs> um, like, seriously. So the thing is, like, the critics that, like, are in their, That's like, you know, nice. 30s and 40s that grew up with, like, you know, all these great RPGs, they totally, right. like, get it. Um, yeah, but it's so... It was so much fun to work. I was on the team for roughly three years. Um, the game was in development for four and a half years. Um, nice. It's Crazy. a it's a love letter to pro wrestling. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, Final Fantasy VII, there's summons. 
Yeah. You know, you can summon Bahamut, Knights of, of the Round, blah, blah, blah. So in WrestleQuest, you can summon the Legion of Doom to do the Doomsday device on people. You can summon See. Jake the Snake Roberts so smart. To, do the, to do the DDT on somebody, but you have to beat him first right? in order to... And there's actually a pinning, there's a pinning mechanic in the RPG. So it's just like when you're fighting a wrestling character in the game, when they have no hit points, they fall down and you have to go and you have to pin them. So it's just and and if you don't pin them, they kick out and they get energy back and like the the, the fights, the turn based fights have this rest. They've been wrestlefied. You can hit a guy hard enough and he bounces off of the rope, so you can hit him again. You can counter, you can reverse. So it's just like it's a turn based RPG that feels like a wrestling game, but it's still always it's it's like a it's an RPG that never forgets it's an RPG, but it loves wrestling. And then it's like this wrestling game that has like so much RPG influence at the same time. It's so much fun. Like to have been a part of it. Yeah, I, I can't wait to delve into this. It's um, it's in my queue. I can't wait. I I have it on the Switch already, and it's just there waiting to go. And I again, I love it on the Switch. Well, that's the thing. Like especially like anything retro style that's available on any console, I always get it on the Switch because it looks so good when it's in portable. Because then I also need something to play in portable, obviously. Because you guys know being into video games and shit, you got to have something on the big screen and on the small screen, right? Wherever you go. Yeah, sure. So for me, yeah. it's going to be eventually WrestleQuest because, well, speaking of turn-based, right now I'm still going through the Pixel remasters of Final Fantasy. So I'm actually at six. I'm almost at the end. I've collected my crew again and we're ready to go to go after Kefka and his tower and shit. And it's just like, I've forgotten how good the storytelling... And even just the simple mechanics that these games were and what they were able to give to us on a simple cartridge back in the day. Fucking mind-blowing. You will will connect with WrestleQuest on so many different levels because that... So this is the thing, too. WrestleQuest has a 70-track soundtrack. So it's like... (laughs) The the script in this game is over 200,000 words. So it's like this epic epic story, huge soundtrack voiceover it's like it's got it's got something for like everybody like if you grew up on all those final fantasies and dragon warrior and pokemon and mario mario rpg and all the like when squaresoft and enix were like yep. killing it you, you'll love this game yeah. you'll love it oh again i can't wait my friends all right well speaking of wrestling we are wrestling fans let's talk a little bit of shop here my friends the biggest stories, what's going on in wrestling and pro wrestling, what we like, what we dislike. I got to start off with, obviously, the obvious. I know CM Punk. Yay, nay, you guys agree, don't agree. What's going on? What's your takes on the whole CM Punk debacle in AEW? I mean, I, you know, <laughs> right? like he was gone. He, it's just like, I feel like it would sting a lot more if he had like just come back. Okay. You know, like Makes sense. it was like a, like a quick, like, Oh fuck, he finally came back. He's doing it. But then like he came back and then like shit happened before. And then he was away and then he was hurt and then he was away and then he's back. And then it's just like, man, I don't fucking know. Like think the times they are a change it, you know what I mean? And like, Hey, I respect everything that dude did for the business. Yep. Uh, he brought a lot of asses in seats and a lot of different sort of just a, a, just a crazy I mean like what a run as the champ in both companies but uh I mean like yeah sure it sucks but I mean like shit happens like to some of the best wrestlers and some, even if you're the, the best in the world well and that's um, the thing because like you, you said it, you put seats in and what other wrestler who disappeared for as long as he did and every so often at least once a month they would chant CM Punk in an arena to try and bring him back. Like, like, I can't think of anyone that's ever happened to, like, look how long Cena's out for. You don't hear people chanting for Cena. Like, no. you know what I mean? When Hogan yeah, disappeared, no one had chanted for Hogan. Right? <laughs> Same thing with Austin. Like, no one did that but CM Punk. And again, and also with us being on the outside, even though we know some people who are in the business, it's like, what is true and what's not? And what, yeah. like, and who knows the state of mind and what happened and this, this and that. But in all, it, I'm glad he came back and he had one more run. Who knows if he'll be in the WWE. There's already rumors that he's going to be the one that's going to dethrone Roman Reigns. And it's like, okay, here we go with all this shit. And it's like, it's like, no, I'm good. Even if we don't see CM Punk anymore, you said it, he had a good title run. Let it be and let's move on. I mean, I feel like if it was, you know, five or six years ago, oh shit, it would be a time. But now it's just like, do we need another Goldberg to come in and beat the champ? 
like, fuck, no, we don't. We, I mean, that's a good point. This, this, you know what I mean? Like when Cobra came back and he beat the fiend and like fucking set, you're just like, wait, what? No, this is not how that's supposed to happen. And it was just like, I don't, I just, I, I mean, I'm sure monetarily Endeavor might want CM Punk in the WWE. You know, that's a good point. Today. Um, that's a good point. And now he's, st- and he still works for UFC technically. So I think he's kind of, he kind of works for the E right now. Technically. I think he's still like an analyst for UFC. Correct me if I'm wrong. Might but, be. um, uh, yeah, like I just, again, I feel like, you know, CM Punk had the chance because that was like CM Punk's chant is his name, right? Like Austin might not get the Austin chance, but everybody still wants, you know what I mean? Like that's true. everyone's still, Good everyone's point. still yesing for Daniel Bryan that's or true Bryan too. Danielson, wherever you want to yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I just like, I could, I think it would be cool if he showed up. I wouldn't be disappointed if he didn't. Good point. Great sentiment. I think um, I think AEW responded with one of the best episodes of Dynamite in the first, um, like right after he left. Yes. That next episode of Dynamite was one of the strongest Dynamites in a year. And even All Out um, to follow All In. That was a great pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it totally proves that like they can get on without him. He still was the biggest draw in that company, um, but it just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work, and um, Jose nailed it. Like, if this would have happened before he, before the original kerfuffle, um, then okay. But it's just like, this was the second time, and it's just like, this isn't going to work. And I, I said it on Facebook right after he got fired. I'm like, if I'm him, I make a Cody Rhodes list. And what I do is I go to New Japan, I go to Impact, I go to Progress, and I'm just like a touring rock band. Because this is the thing. Um, people were like, oh, you don't need him in the locker room. And I was just like, he just wants to wrestle. So that's yeah. what you do. You sign him to do like a one-off show. That's a good point. You don't even allow him in the locker room with the, with the boys. <laughs> you give him his own locker room. There you go. You let him go and have a 40-minute match with somebody. He's happy. He gets paid. He makes the company a ton of money. And then he goes off somewhere else. So he can go and wrestle Josh Alexander one night and then wrestle Kenta the next, and then wrestle this guy in England and this guy in Australia. Because sure. at the end of the day, that's what he wanted. That's why he came to AEW, to put all those younger guys over, you know, and to have quality matches with people. And um, he can still do that. He doesn't have to be in AEW to do that. So I definitely want to see him continue to wrestle, but um, I definitely I, I think it would be so much fun to see him in a tiny little impact arena right? causing trouble. That would be a lot of fun. GCW um, would be cool. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I don't know. But um, it was good to see him back. the the original The original comeback. I mean, I DVR'd yeah. it and watched it like twenty times just because it was just like goosebumps. It's so good. Yeah, yeah dude, like like unfucking believe. Like and like Survivor Series is in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. Here we go. Yep. Um, so if it was gonna happen, what a pop! Because you know people would lose their fucking minds, and it was like, well, if Endeavor wants it, let's give it to him. I mean, I would love at this point, like just for him to have matches with quality opponents just for the sake of it. Like I would love for somebody to have the bulls to book a Colt Cabana CM Punk match like right now and just let them talk shit for like two weeks on the mic back and forth and then just let them make they would make any indie promotion. GCW would be perfect for Colt Cabana versus CM Punk. Are you listening, GC Deb? That would be a ton of fun and then like in the middle of the match you have Effie jump in and then they both beat the shit out of Effie and like and then they go back on and do their thing and like there's definitely possibilities for him to continue to do this and like that's the thing Cody really set the scene Cody uh, Matt Cardona they've all like paved the way that you don't have to be in the E to be relevant and um you know, it's been so proven I would love time and time again now. Like, there's, yeah, if you have a big enough name behind you and push from wherever you were and you have a following, yeah, of course. Go out and yep. test the waters, as they say. Well, and then speaking of Endeavor and the whole merger, yeah, as of this recording, it happened today. Now they're both under the same umbrella. Okay, how about this, gentlemen? Other than McGregor, who do you want to see go into the WWE from UFC? And on the WWE side, which two WWE superstars do you want to see collide in the octagon? I mean, I feel like 
the uh, this is a left field matchup. Uh, if if you're doing like, what if they do like like a UFC WWE WrestleMania, you know, like event? I, you have to go. I mean, like, you wouldn't expect it, but uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Let them fucking fight in a cage. Oh. Let them fight. That's a good Shout one. Shout out to Shea glorious excuse for a uh, match they had like last yeah, month. You know, yeah. like, just, yeah, let them fight, man. Just let them fuck it. If you guys are into it, <laughs> I'm sure they can make it happen. That's a good I feel one. like that would just be a, an awesome fight to watch because you can hype the shit out of it if it's just a fight. If like it's going it. to be a fight fight, people would be like, yeah, no, I don't want to see you guys wrestle. I want to see you guys fight. Who's going to tapity tap? That's my I'd love to see. I would love to see one day. I mean, it's, they're both old now, but like Lesnar and Lashley, that would be great. Oh, yeah. The battle like, of the BLs. Yep. Or even like <laughs> Jake Hager is being completely wasted in AEW. Bringing yeah. Hager back. Have Hager yeah. fight somebody. You know, a real fight. That would be a ton of fun. You know. Yeah. But uh, Nunez in the WWE, that could be cool. Mm. You know, Amanda coming in hot. I just, yeah, I mean, like, it's such a weird mix because, like, like they brought in Kane, right? You're like, oh, Kane Velasquez, he's gonna challenge Brock, and that led to nothing. It was so awful, and I was at that show. Oh shit! And crowds, you could hear people farting in the crowd. Oh no! It was just like it was funny because I was in uh, I was in Gorilla at that SmackDown and I was standing with Lacey Evans and she's like who is that and I was like that's King Vlad that's the guy that like beat Brock in UFC and then like five minutes later she was talking to someone she was like oh my god we got Kane's here that's the guy that beat him in UFC and I was like wait a second I just give you did you just <laughs> that's funny <laughs> just pillage my information. Well, yeah, it, but there is there's some guys and girls who are in the UFC that won't translate well just because you think they could fight, and it's again it's yeah, been proven where some people have tried mm-hmm. and sure. no, not sure. any like Shayna does a I think one of the best has been uh, Matt Riddle's another one like you know what I mean, but these people like there's not too many and it goes even the other way other than Brock Lesnar, okay, Shana, I guess Hager too, but he hasn't really faced quality opponents as they say. And same thing with, with Lashley, but who has gone over and actually made a dent in the UFC from professional wrestling, right? Other than Brock Lesnar. And Dan Severn, but he's yeah. 16. And Shamrock. So. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. Kenny Scams. So Big it's, it's not always like a kind like when people are like, oh, McGregor should go to WWE. Really? Like, look what Mayweather did. Was was it really that good? Even though it was against the Big yeah. Show, but still, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Mayweather could talk, but you still have to have some yeah. sort of match. So like I had a I had a really good conversation with uh, uh, Elijah Burke oh. right before right before the big show and okay. Mayweather thing and, and yeah yeah the the black like, praise to the Pope what a good dude man but like he was mm-hmm. like a he's got like a hundred and five like boxing matches like what a, like what a fight that would have been an awesome fight at the time like, right yeah, let's get Mayweather against the guy who boxes thank you that, let's let's we don't need to highlight the big show. Against Mayweather, because nobody's going to fall for that shit. But if like, oh, let's let's highlight some of Elijah Burke's accolades as a boxer, and then throw him in against Floyd and get, put the gloves on. I would have been I, I think. I think Vince McMahon still sharts himself when he thinks of a pro wrestler putting boxing gloves on again after the whole oh, butter and butterbean stuff. You know, so and especially, <laughs> I mean, that ruined Doctor Death's push. Doctor Death, Steve Williams was a goddamn rock star in Japan. He was supposed to be. I loved like, him myself. He was supposed man. to get the Stone Cold Badass. push. Yeah, you know, he had his name. <laughs> he had his name. He was like, um, "Let's give you the." Bu-. Oh man, could you imagine Crazy. like brawl for all, man? What a what a legacy! All because of Vince Goddamn Russo. Uh Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Okay, gentlemen, before we end this off, little quick game. I'm going to throw out some video game character names, and you tell me which wrestling superstars, any, doesn't matter, dead, alive, current, any promotion, who would fill these shoes the best if they were to portray them? All right. Let's start off with an easy one, because I think I know who would I would pick, but let's see what you guys think. Kratos. Oh, it's not a slam dunk? Come on, man. This one's the easiest. I mean... I would have had like Batista, because he the Drax. He kind of looks like Kratos. Close, same faction. I would pick. I would go Triple H. Well, his body double was um, the guy Chad. from Prime Time. Yeah, I mean, oh, good old Gaspar. Yeah, man, Chad Gaspar. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, hmm. 
Dijak. Mm. That's yeah. a good one. He had the. He was rocking the, the face paint slant. There you go. That's a good. Okay. This one, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I can't think of any. I, let's see if you guys could pull someone out. Let's Easy. go with the lovable Link. Link? Cody Chad Rhodes. Cable. Oh, Chad Cable, Cody Rhodes, both good ones. Just because Cody is a, just a smaller the Triforces on his boots. Oh my god! <laughs> totally forgot about that. And Gable's a good shutout too. Yeah, those are I. I like I said, I couldn't think uh, of any. Or somebody like Dean Malenko because Link never talks. That's Dean a good Malenko one. Never, you know, the Dean, the man of a thousand. I like that one. I like that one. Good Everyone shutout that there. I've ever spoken to said that you know before he got sick and stuff that Dean Malenko was like one of the funniest guys you could ever meet. But like when the camera would go on him, he that's why they gave him that Iceman thing because. He just would freeze up, and they would just be like, "All right, you're you're." They, they modeled him after that serial killer that they, that they that was called the Iceman. Yeah, because he was he couldn't act. But I mean, Link. Think of Link. Link never says a it's goddamn true. thing. And I he's forgot just an about that. That's a good D-Malenko. one. Yeah, we'll go D Malenko. Okay, how about this one? Let's go on uh, a little bit of the darker side here. Let's go with Bowser. Right back. <laughs> I like or it. Rhino. Yeah, Rhino. Rhino. Yeah. yeah. A guy with like a giant shell. Like Bam like Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. You can go mega old school. Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Missing Link, Bastion Booger, somebody like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Typhoon. 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 Supposedly, supposedly like one of the nicest guys ever in pro wrestling. Everybody loves him. Uncle Fred, they call him. <laughs> All right. I'm thinking more of a manager for the next one. Dr. Wiley. Um, I'll go with Paul Heyman. Could you imagine James Mitchell with the white hair like that? Mm. Like, not demonic, but just like creepy. Have you guys ever seen James Mitchell karaoke? No. (laughs) No, but I'm going to Google the shit out of it when we're done. Google the shit out of it. So this is the thing. Um, Last year, I went to StarCast. I was there for Ric Flair's last match and stuff like that. And it was like a four-day thing. We showed... um, He's Googling it right now. (laughs) Um... uh, we, uh, it was like a three-day thing, and we were just chilling out. And at night, James Mitchell ran karaoke, and he was singing. And I was like, get the hell out of here. So apparently this is something he like does on the side. Oh, yeah. The first thing that came up when I Googled it is hire James Mitchell Entertainment, karaoke DJ. There yep. he is. Could you imagine the Sinister Minister DJ? Love it. Learn something new every day. That's another thing, man. Fuck, this, the more you know. What's his rate? What's his rate? I'm King Geek. Oh my goodness! Twenty-five years of experience as a karaoke host. You know, twenty-five years. Holy shit! The sister minister singing for almost thirty years. Good on you. Let's do some women. How about that? Let's flip this a little bit. Let's go with Laura okay. Croft. Miss mm. Tessmacher. That's one out of your or, ass. Fuck. Or, or speaking of asses, I mean, oh my god. Um, or um or Victoria, yeah. Victoria's a in good her one. Prime. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a she good was an one. Ass kicker. God, she's still an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. How about Ayla? I was gonna say Tessa oh. Blanchard, but you know, no. Yeah. Oh. Who? Aloy. Oh, I mean, you gotta go Becky, right? Oh. Or you can go like, like I guess you can go Gigi. It's all it's the hair. It's like who can. But she is a badass, just like Becky, right? So it's just coincidence they both have orange hair. Is is it planned? Is it? <laughs> is it? Okay, how about some tag teams? I'll throw you this wacky one. Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, the Rascals. That's Trey Miguel and... Uh, That's a good one. Fuck, I didn't even think of that shit. The two stoners. <laughs> Two alien stoners and two wrestling stoners, you know, like, yeah, that's where I would have thrown in uh, Gable and Otis. That's good one too. For the bodies, yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. Okay, we'll end. Yeah. We'll end off with this one. Obviously, if there's a tag team, you gotta have Mario and Luigi. Captain Lou Albano. Oh God. And 
Tony Mamaluke. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That's funny. The Lou Albano, <laughs> like, throw him off. Like, no one expects it. That's great. Wow. That's funny. I thought you would have gone with the New Day. Come on, foobs. I mean, those guys are, like, already the embodiment of the Mario Bros. Right. Or any cast of characters that you'd like. Mm-hmm. I would cast them as, like, like, Woods would be Mega Man. Actually, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah. He's been a big supporter of WrestleQuest, too, man. He's He's been great. It's another Coming good dude. Booth to play in the game and stuff, yeah. Oh, so cool. I'm just pissed off that it's taken me this long to play the game. Like, I've, I've been just so backlogged. I haven't, like, the, the, I'm still playing Zelda from the last you will time. Dig it. You will dig it so much just because of I like, know Zelda. I would. There's I a cave. Would. There is a cave that has, it's, it's basically like, um, the cave is powered by light bulbs, and the only way to get from certain places is to change the color of the light bulbs. Does that remind you of anything when you were a little kid? Yeah. Of, like, plugging in little colored pegs into things. Does that remind you of anything? Like, like light bright? The light bright. Yes. Yeah. Like, so there's put on so the like, light? Yes. So it's just, like, there's so many cool... <laughs> There's so many cool moments in the in the game. Like it's it's like to buy it. I'm going to charge my switch. You will love it. I get juice in it because that's how long it's been. Really quick aside, it's just like as soon as the game starts up, you guys remember like the Sega back in the day. It's like Sega, of course, you know. And like when that game starts up, the first thing you hear is like, "Oh yeah!" And then after that, you hear Brink Logan going, "Roger, Roger," and I'm just like, "I've done it." Like my entire life. I'm like, I used to play Sega and like EA Sports games, EA Sports, you know, it's just like, you're always like, I wonder, like, I wish that could be me. And you're like, your dad would come in and be like, dumbass, that'll never be you. You can't do that. And the other day I'm playing the game and it just like hits me and I go to my son. I'm like, see that? And he's three, so he doesn't give a shit, you know, but I'm just like, I am, my voice is on the startup of a game. Like, oh my God, you know, so it's just like, but the cool thing is like real talk. Keeping it 100, no cap, as the kids say nowadays. <laughs> if my voice was not in the game at all, I would still play the hell out of this game. Just because it's so awesome. much fun. Like, the, the story is awesome. The music is so underrated. When you pause the game, you get, like, elevator, like, retro elevator music. Like, it's just like, they thought of everything. That's you know? what I love. Like, uh it's so oh, much I can't fun. wait. I can't wait. All right, gentlemen, thank you. This has been a blast, like always, when I get to hook up with either yeah. one of you. I'm glad we all got to connect this one time. Gentlemen, plug your shit, whatever you want to promote. Floor's all yours. Foobs, lead us off, my friend. Yes, um, I am Don Fubar on the old Twitter and the Instagram. Don underscore Fubar on the Twitch when I do stream. I know it's been a while because I've been uh, really busy. Um, planning uh, New York Comic Con. I will be there all the days. Uh, so if you're at New York Comic Con, come find me. I'll be working at the eBay booth because that's where I'll be slanging whatever it is. I don't really sell anything, but uh, I'll still be there. So awesome, Pat. Yeah, man. Um, my full name, Patrick Hickey Jr. One word on Instagram, on uh, Facebook. Um, I will be streaming WrestleQuest every Friday uh, at 9 o'clock for the foreseeable future. Oh, um, in character. Oh, my God. Man, they actually have a rig set up for me. Shut up. VTubing. Yes. It is so much fun. Um, I usually go like okay. an hour because it's just like it out the there. entire time talking like this. Yeah, that's you what know, I was going to say. Like, it's rough. It's rough yeah. on the throat and stuff like that. That's what she said. Um, but um, yeah, it's so much fun. Um, so also Legacy Comics, C O M I X, Legacy Comics um, dot com. We've got tons and tons of great stuff. It, like we were all talking about those '90s comics. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we named the company Legacy because we're totally inspired by all those great comics from the '90s. Uh, on Instagram, Legacy underscore Comics, C O M I X. We ship worldwide. We have digital, physical. We even have trading cards that have the cover of the comic in the front, and then the back you have a QR code. You scan it, the comic will open up on your phone. We have tons of cool stuff. Um, Check us out today. Follow me. Read the minds behind the games. Message me. Talk games. The more you know, I'll do it. We'll, We'll have fun. Nice. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, and it's called X, by the way, Foobs. 
under yeah. Finger Styles. Exactly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you could follow the podcast on X, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please remind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them, almost definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. And if this is the first time listening to the podcast and you like what you heard, please go back and listen to previous episodes featuring both these gentlemen, of course. But also, if you're into video games and wrestling, people like Jeff Jarrett, Santino Morella, Mike Micah, and Howard Scott Warsaw, just to name a few. All right, let's leave on this. We touched a little bit on it. One last question. Who is going to dethrone Roman Reigns? <laughs> He's taking it to the grave. He's gonna die with the belt. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna be Cody. I would have loved for it to be Cody at WrestleMania. It's not gonna happen now. Um, okay, how about this? Do you think it's someone currently on the roster right now? How about that? Because I know that it's hard to pick just one person, but let's let's leave it with that. I just feel like I it's so hard. It's hard to pick, right? Because you're like beating everyone. Is like he's already done everything, so now it's just like, who do we want? Because like I didn't see Brock beating the streak. Because I was like, well, you're already established guy. You should have given that to a new guy, and then that would have been a nice lift me up. Good point. Good point. It, it seems to me that like SmackDown likes to have a faction run like their show. It's been like that for a while. Um, I could totally see Chad Gable or L.A. Knight take yeah! the Continental title from Gunther and having Gunther. Rain, uh, I was thinking that own, too. I was thinking Gunther going for it. Yeah, because if they're building him up this much, they have something big planned. Or it might just he's be title versus title thing. It'll be Hogan and Ultimate Warrior all over again. Mm, I see him winning the Rumble. Okay. Unless a surprise entry appears out of thin air. Yeah, who else? I mean, there's nobody. There's no one else being built up like that. Like, they're resorting to... I know you have a boo boo Seth Rollins type angles now at this point, you know, like it's terrible. <laughs> but it's nice to see Nakamura at least getting a push. So at least there's some oh, positivity of out of this. I love right? him. He's great. But so that's the little... he was going to lose. Yeah. Well, and they're also rubbing this hurt business new uh, hurt. Sorry, the hurt profits, whatever they're calling themselves. <laughs> that could be a new faction. Another new faction. Which I'm loving, by the way. I'm loving all these factions. And thank you, AEW, for bringing it back into the fold because I was always a faction kid growing up. So to see all these factions, LWO, bring them all on, man. I don't care. I love the more the merrier. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you again, gentlemen. On that note, yeah, he's man. Pat. He's Jose. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>